Do you live hundreds or maybe even thousands of miles away from your boo? We're going to talk about how to handle a long distance relationship today. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here, as always, with Miranda Marquit. How are you doing today, Miranda? I am doing okay. How are you doing, Harlan? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Yeah, because you have some experience with this. I have a, <laughs> almost all of my experience in relationships is with long distance. Yeah, so this should be good. You can teach me your ways. Oh, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, something that's kind of interesting to start uh, the show is there's a story in the Wall Street Journal that talks about a couple that spent five years in a long distance relationship as they pursued different degrees and careers. And according to this article, you know, there's some research from Clark University that indicates some millennials actually put off marriage so that they can have these long distance relationships so that when they do get married later, they both have the career and education experience they wanted. I love that we're turning to the Wall Street Journal for relationship advice. I think it's the first source you think of when you think of, what do I need for a relationship? You know, they're tying it into careers and everything, so it kind of makes sense for them. I just think that's a funny way to start off. Just amusing. I think that's exactly the position that I've been in over the past couple of years with my relationship. We have been pursuing uh, individual things separated by quite a distance. Yeah, you guys are on opposite sides of the country. You're in Pennsylvania and she's in Arizona. That is right. So that kind of begs the question, what is long distance? Do you have to be on like completely opposite ends of the country for it to be considered a long distance relationship? Well, I don't necessarily think so. I think I had just as much of a distance issue in a previous relationship where I was in New Jersey and she was in Queens. Again, both pursuing separate things. The time we had for each other was mostly on the weekends and on different breaks throughout the year. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point that you were talking about how it was just as difficult, the difference between New Jersey and Queens, which many of us would be like, that's not a huge long distance relationship. But time is an issue as well. Even if someone only lives a few miles away, but you're both busy, it can feel like a long distance relationship. I know that there have been relationships I've had where even though we live in the same town, it's difficult to get together because of how busy you are or just trying to make the schedules mesh. You feel like, well, hey, you know, you only live across town. We should be able to see each other every day. But that's not really how it works. I guess it just comes down to finding ways to make time for each other, regardless of the distance. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And while being in person is always the best for the most intimate communication, you have to make do with what you can. Yeah. And, and I think that brings up some of the challenges that you run into with a long-term relationship. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have in your relationship as far as uh, it being long distance? 
Well, physical needs obviously can be an issue because obviously we trust each other and two people in a relationship, if they're committed to each other and committed to being monogamous, then there aren't any other real ways to get the physical intimacy that people need in a relationship. So that is a challenge and that's something you're going to have to find ways to compromise and overcome on. Yeah. And I think another issue too is that emotional need. Even though you can talk to each other online or text each other, that's not really the same thing as being able to sit down with somebody at the end of the day or being able to just like pop in and have lunch or something. That's something that you can't do when you're in a long distance relationship. And I think emotionally that can probably impact you as well. I think that also stunts growth in a relationship when you don't have the availability to make those connections. And I'm saying intimate, not to mean physical intimacy, but on an intimate level, you know, just have a conversation over a meal. Sure, you can pull up Skype or do FaceTime and see someone who's separated by a distance from you, but the level of quality of that communication is just not going to be the same when you're in a room with somebody, and you have to find ways to make that up somehow. Yeah, and I think this goes with other types of relationships too, not just romantic relationships, because I still have a relationship with my ex in terms of we're co-parenting our son, but he lives in Pennsylvania and I live in Idaho. And so sometimes there are challenges just maintaining that relationship because we do have a very strong emotional bond because we're co-parents and we have this human being in common between us that we made together. And so we do have this strong emotional bond and we try and text each other regularly and talk on the phone. And he gets on FaceTime with my son to help my son with his homework. But it's really not exactly the same thing as having him right there to help my son and and point things out. And there are some challenges like maybe you don't always see the same thing on the screen or there's that barrier like you were talking about. So it's not just a romantic relationship that you run into with these problems. It's other types of relationships as well. Body language, again, in any type of relationship is such an important piece of communication. Tone is such an important piece of communication. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I think texting is just the worst thing ever. It's great for quick communications, but if you're going to have some kind of intimate conversation, it is just impossible to figure out what exactly someone is trying to say. The the closest we can get when we're not physically with someone is video, but there's just things that you can't see on a screen when it comes to communication. Yeah. And I think another challenge that you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, you talked about trust and jealousy, but Sometimes I think you do when you're in a long distance relationship, you worry about what is the other person doing? Are they getting their needs fulfilled elsewhere? And I don't think that any one person, as we've talked about in the past, any one person can fulfill all of your needs. But it seems that much worse, right? When it's long distance, if somebody has a best buddy that they're going to for a little bit of emotional support, it can feel like you're being left out of the other person's life, perhaps. Yeah, I think that's a big problem. You can understand the desire to just kind of be in constant contact when there's so much separation. It's not necessarily a lack of trust thing. It's more just the idea that I'm missing out on what on the life that this person is having. And if you're in an intimate relationship, you don't want to miss too much of that because life is short and you want relationships to grow. And the more you miss, the more difficult that is. I think that's a really good point. 
does this mean that long distance relationships are unhealthy in general, or could they actually be something that is healthy for your relationship? I mean, is being apart good for you? Uh, Well, I think that depends on how well people within the relationship are prepared to deal with some of the things, some of the challenges that we've talked about. Um, I think that it does take extra work. I do believe that it's worthwhile in the end and is and there are some actual benefits to being in a long distance relationship. We actually saw some research that talks about how long distance relationships can work out really well uh, because they allow you to grow as separate people rather than being always together and having to constantly compromise or not really develop as an individual person because you're always together. Yeah, and I think it's really important that someone can only give fully to a relationship when they have a good sense of who they are and who they are outside of relationship. And that's really difficult for me to say because I haven't really been outside of a relationship for long as an adult. I guess in a way, the long long distance relationships have allowed me to really make up for that fact and explore who I am and work on the things that are important to me while still maintaining relationships, however difficult it might be. One of the things that is sometimes brought up is maybe a long distance relationship could be an excuse for people who like living alone, but still want that emotional connection or that physical connection? Because I was thinking about this as well and thinking about how I would respond in a long-distance relationship. I've never truly been in a long-distance relationship before other than a couple times when I was talking about earlier how somebody who lives across town and maybe we had a little hard time getting together. But I think about it and I'm like, well, since I've been single, I've kind of liked this whole living alone, being independent. I'm not sure I want somebody moving in with me. So I thought, well, maybe a long-distance relationship would be a good solution for me uh, to have some sort of emotional connection and occasionally that physical connection. Yeah. And on my side of things, I actually worry sometimes that although I'm in a relationship and I've been in relationships as an adult, very little of that time was actually spent living with a romantic partner. My concern now is that I've grown so accustomed to living alone, it would be a major adjustment for me to actually live with a partner. And that's actually something to think about when you're starting to move from a long distance relationship, when you're both finally feeling that you're in the same place and you're ready to move in and live in the same area together. I think that's probably a big challenge that we don't think about with a long distance relationship because we always think about, oh, here are the challenges of being apart. But what are the challenges of not being apart anymore? (laughs) I think about it a lot. It was an adjustment for me to move in with my husband and for us to set up house together and do these things together. I mean, that was a pretty big adjustment. We hadn't even been living apart. He lived down the hallway from me in the dorms. And so we really did literally see each other every day. And even with that close connection and being close at that time, even that act of moving in required some adjustment because it really is a completely different setup and you really do lose some of that autonomy that you might be used to. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I have a lot of independence right now. I come and go. I don't have to worry too much about what's going on at home. I really just take care of myself. And it's almost like being single, except for the fact that I know that, you know, I'm romantically involved and emotionally involved with someone. It's a huge adjustment, especially when you've made a certain amount of time getting used to that situation. How do you manage a long-term relationship? What are some of the things that you can do to make sure that your relationship remains strong when you live apart? Yeah, I think communication is probably the biggest thing in making any type of relationship work. That doesn't mean staying in constant communication with your partner, but being on a comfortable level of communication so that you don't have to worry about some of the things that you might be worried about when there's so much space and time between you and your partner. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And one of the things that they were talking about in a Time Magazine article was that being overconnected could actually be worse for your relationship just because you get so used to an immediate response to something. Uh, how many times do you find yourself going, have they opened my snap yet? Have they opened my snap yet? And you keep checking and you feel hurt that they haven't opened it immediately, even though if you were living together and you knew that they were at work, that you wouldn't expect them to like be snapping you all day. But this long distance thing kind of skews your view of response time, I think a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely been my experience. And I think we've even touched on that on an earlier episode way towards when we began recording adulting podcast. I think you have to come to some sort of agreement in terms of what's expected communication wise, so that you know that you're not leaving your partner with this idea of wondering whether you're going to respond to them, but at the same time you have healthy expectations for response from your partner. And I know that this is something that I've struggled with because coming from a different perspective, my partner and I, we hadn't figured that out, especially towards the beginning of our relationship. And it took some time to kind of come to an understanding of how we're going to communicate through this difficult long distance relationship. And, you know, there are still times where it doesn't work out perfectly, but any relationship is a work in progress. And I think we've definitely come a long way. Awesome. And I think you probably have to schedule time to meet like whenever you can. Scheduling something ahead of time so we know, all right, tonight's going to be the night where we're going to watch Netflix together, which really means we're each watching the same thing at the same time, just in different locations. And then we stay in communication while we're watching. It's a modern long distance date night and things like that. You schedule them in advance and you know they're coming. I think it really helps. We talked about this earlier trust. I mean, you have to really have that trust because you can't always see what they're doing or, or how they're handling things. So you really need to have a great deal of trust in your partner if you're going to do this. And I think that trust comes from self-assurance and knowing that you feel good enough about yourself that you're not worried about what your partner is going to do. I think a lot of it comes down to self-worth and understanding yourself as much as possible. Do like sexy pics and dirty texts, do those actually work? Can that keep things spicy in your long distance relationship? I don't know, Miranda. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't sent sexy pics to someone in a long distance relationship before. So 
have no idea. But I think it would probably help. I think in this day and age, it goes back to, well, what do you want to have on the internet? You know, what do you want to have out there? What what do you want to have available? Now, I know that we all trust our partners and everything, but, you know, in this day and age uh, of things getting leaked online, it's something to be concerned about. This isn't a strategy that I use in my relationship, no. And I think that's a good point because a lot of the time we get so caught up that we forget about the consequences of our actions and we do need to think about, is this going to be a problem? I know people who like to use Snapchat because they can set it to like a three second image and it's harder for somebody to quickly save it. But at the same time, that still exists on a server somewhere. You know, if you're trying to be sexy for someone, right, what's the point of a three second image? Good point. But I'm just saying, I mean, that's just what I know some people have tried because they're worried about sending things over text. You know, I think we've talked about safety on social media before, and there's nothing that can't be saved or screenshotted or kept. And, you know, no matter how secret or private you think things are, that that's never the case. And my rule has always been don't put anything out there that you wouldn't want to see at the front page of the New York Times. So that's a really good rule to live by. It's I mean, really it's, to it's, live by. It just it's not a sexy rule. And, you know, I, I, it'd be great to tell people, yeah, it's a great idea to send topless, bottomless nude pics to, you know, the person you love. And believe me, I know that this is huge and almost everybody does it. I don't know. Maybe it's showing my age at this point that I have a different view of online communication. Yeah, but I think that's a really good point because you never know what's going to be saved and what happens if your long distance relationship ends. You hope you don't pick somebody who's a vindictive person, but you never know, right? Yeah, you absolutely never know. And, you know, you have to think about those consequences. So let's talk about some do nows. What are some things that you can do right now if you're in a long distance relationship and you're trying to figure it out? What are some things you can do right now to stay on top of it? One of the first things we can do is just think about the relationship and think about the things that you like about it and the things that are really positive and write them down and share this with your partner. I like the idea of writing a card that just lists out a hundred things that you love about your partner and, and send it in the mail. And it's a, it's a nice surprise. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, I like the idea, too, of sending a text or a snap, just something simple like I love you or something like that to your significant other just as a surprise, not something that you need to monitor and be like, okay, you have to send it right back, but just kind of a way for them to have a surprise in the middle of the day and enjoy those feelings of surprise because there is a lot of pleasure in having an unexpected surprise show up on your phone or your doorstep. Yeah, if you can make someone smile or feel loved, and I think that's that's really important when you don't have that physical daily connection with your partner. Like we said earlier, we have to find ways to make up for that. The random texts, the random acts of kindness, the flowers that you send unexpectedly, all of those things come together and it helps you maintain those connections over a distance. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also, I think uh, taking a minute to think about what you would change about the relationship and then deciding whether what you like about it outweighs it or if you are willing to make that workable change. Because a lot of the time, we tend to just kind of limp along in relationships, even though we're not happy in them or we don't think that they're working out. We tend to limp along a little bit and taking stock of the situation and saying, okay, is this meeting my life goals and needs right now? And if it is, and a lot of long distance relationships do, then it makes sense to stick around. You know, the other thing is you do need to ask yourself, is this relationship 
going the way I want? And do I think that eventually this relationship will work out? We have to have a lot of faith sometimes in the relationship as an entity, especially when distance allows us to question things more. And so it's so imperative, even more so than a relationship where you see each other every day, to be on the same page in terms of what the goals for the relationship are, whether we're moving forward or moving in the direction that we want to move, if we do want to move in a direction, and just making sure that everybody is feeling that things are progressing in the way they should. So we do have a listener question. It is, I've got a job in another town. My boyfriend doesn't want to move with me, even though it means I will make a lot more money. Should we try to make it work long distance? Oh, that's a great question. Like we've been saying this whole episode, the long distance relationship is a challenge, but it's not an insurmountable challenge. What is the long view here? Is this a relationship where you feel that you agree on the type of future that you want and you agree that this relationship will make it to that future? If that's the case, then it sounds like it's worth doing. We don't know when we're going to be able to build another relationship, first of all, but that's not the only thing that keeps you there. I mean, if you truly evaluate this and believe that this is worthwhile in the long term, then yes, absolutely give it a try. And if you've never done a long distance relationship before, then it'll give you the opportunity to see what that's like. You might discover some of the things that we talked about earlier as positives about a long distance relationship are things that really do work for you. Or you might find that it is difficult and it is something that you are not willing to handle. And at that point, you can always make another decision. No decision that we make is permanent, right? So if you decide to try the long distance relationship out and you determine that it isn't for you, you can always change the job situation. You can change the living situation. You can work with your partner to come up with a solution that brings the relationship back where you need to be. Or you discover at that point that it isn't right and perhaps it's time to move on. You know, go ahead and give it a try and see how it goes unless there's some other situation or underlying problem with the relationship that makes your boyfriend or you not feel like this is something that they're willing to do. Yeah. And what you're saying is important because the question states here, my boyfriend doesn't want to move with me. So why doesn't he want to move with you? Is it because of his job situation? Is it because he's not interested in making that commitment to you. You know, these are things that you really have to discuss and get to the bottom of before any decisions can be made, really. Yeah, I think that that's a a really good point. Uh, Because sometimes people are just looking for a reason to get out of things. And having a serious conversation with your boyfriend about why he doesn't want to move is probably the first step. Right. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, I think this is a great place to end. If you have any thoughts on long-distance relationships, we'd love for you to share any experiences, any stories that you have. If you think I'm crazy in the relationship I'm in, or if you think you have something to say about Miranda's ideas, we would love to hear it. Please let us know. You can visit us on Facebook at our community, hashtag adulting, or join us on our website, adulting.tv. And absolutely, please subscribe and give us a review on iTunes, adulting.tv slash iTunes will get you there. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Adulting. 
Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.